Okay, let us pray. Good morning, everyone. Father God, thank you so much for loving us and for sending your one and only son to die on the cross for our sins. You are a gracious and perfect God. I pray that these next seven days, as we review Luke chapter one during daily breath, we are filled with living water and spiritual nourishment. Please prepare our hearts and minds to focus in on your word, and please give Pastor Paul the words to convey your message. Thank you again, and we pray for all these things in your son's precious name. Amen. Amen. Now, let's read uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 1 to 7. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who, from the first, were the eyewitnesses and the servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. The, uh, in the time of uh, Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless, because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. We are going to meditate on the Christmas story through the Gospel of Luke uh, this year. The reason I chose the Luke story of Christmas was because, first of all, uh, the fact this is the longest and the most thorough account. And the verse 3 uh, looks at the uh, I myself carefully investigated everything the, from the beginning and decided to write an orderly account for you. Luke was a doctor, as you know, a medical scientist, and his storytelling is a very methodical, very careful, and profound in theology and biblical breadth. So, Luke starts the nativity story of Jesus with the nativity story of his forerunner, John the Baptist. So Luke's story, Christmas story, begins with the story of the parents of John the Baptist. Uh, from what we read, what do you notice about Zachariah and Elizabeth? Luke tells us two important things about them. First, they were almost righteous and observing all the commands of God blamelessly. They are righteous inside of God, according to the Luke, not just in the sight of man. They are always righteous before God because God, is a, God sees them all the time. They were godly people. And second of all, Zachariah and Elizabeth were old and childless. Elizabeth was infertile, and barren. So in one word, they were faithful, yet unfulfilled, and unfruitful. This couple 
must have wanted a child more than anything. Perhaps they've seen doctors, like us, many of us. They had tried for many years. There had been tears, sleepless night, lying awake and wondering why God. And their friends had all gone on to have a children years ago. And now their friends were starting to have grandchildren. And Zachariah and Elizabeth felt their dream die. And they wondered who would care for them in their old age. Not to mention that they saw the judgmental look of others. They heard the whispers. You know, in that culture, many in community would assume this is some kind of a God's judgment. And I bet Elizabeth and Zacharias, they felt shame and disgrace and definitely intimidated because of this lack of child. And they prayed to God in their sorrow. But the answer they only gotten was a silence. So in such a circumstance, if you are Elizabeth and Zachariah, how would you live your life? The greatest challenge of Zachariah and Elizabeth give us, give to us today is that they were faithful and committed to God in, in spite of their tough circumstances. They were trusting and obedient like their ancestors, Abraham and Sarah. Unlike Abraham and Sarah, Zachariah and Elizabeth, they have not heard any words of a promise, but only silence from God. Yet they were steady and faithful. They trusted, they trusted God's sovereignty and they served the Lord in all of His ways. Once again, their righteousness was solid before God. And their faith was precious like a refined gold. From this inspiring life and challenging faithfulness of Zachariah and Elizabeth, we need to learn two important truths. First of all, God never forgets His faithful people. Our God never betrays our trust in Him, but rewards our faith. As we will see uh, later in the rest of the chapter, God was in fact preparing them for God's greatest mission, which was to be a part of a messianic fulfillment. That's the second truth. God was in fact waiting to give them a great son, John the Baptist, the forerunner of a Messiah, the last and the greatest prophet. According to Jesus, John the Baptist was the greatest man among all. You know, do you remember Matthew 11, 11, chapter 11, verse 11? Jesus said, Truly I'll tell you, among those who are born of a woman, there has not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. For God to raise the great last prophet and messenger of a Messiah, God wanted to have an equally great and faithful parent. As we learn from Livingstone Bible Study, John the Baptist was incredibly committed and faithful to God from birth to death in his entire life. And now we know that was no accident. Like an apple doesn't fall far from its tree, John the Baptist 
did not come from ordinary parents, but the parents of a faithfulness and commitment. Therefore, let us not give up our hope easily in God because of seemingly hopeless situation. Let us keep trusting God and obey Him. Our faithfulness, in spite of our fruitlessness, will glorify, glorify God more than ever. For Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. But those who come to God must believe that He exists and reward those who honestly seek Him. So let us, let us inspire by this story and let us seek God today. And God will answer our prayers in His time for His glory. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, You are our ultimate hope and our true joy. You are not a silent God, but God speaks to us through the Scripture in the power of the Holy Spirit. You see our heart and our longings, and you never forget us. We pray that we seek and trust you, not for the visible fruit, but for invisible and invincible faith in your love. We trust you more than anyone and anything because you gave us your one and only Son. We pray this Christmas we please you with a deeper trust and greater faithfulness than ever. In the most trusting name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.